Breaking news out of Argentina. Shocking video of an assassination attempt targeting Vice President Cristina Fernandez. That video going viral already shared millions of times on social media. Fernandez greeting supporters as she returned to her home in Buenos Aires when a man with a gun stepped forward, pointing the weapon right at her head. Fired. And while Fernandez was seen grabbing her head, she was not injured. Fernandez's security detail quickly swarmed the man and took him into custody. Fernandez is currently vice president of Argentina. It served two terms as Argentina's president from 2007 till 2015. Hello, I'm Mark Brown. Get more great ABC7 content by clicking the subscribe button for. These are chilling images for any democracy. An attempted assassination against Argentina's pro 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 progressive vice president and former president, facing a gun at point blank range. And she's lucky to be alive this morning. Cameras were rolling. Argentina's vice president smiling. Then suddenly, a loaded pistol is pointed at her head. A click is heard. But the weapon does not fire. An attempted assassination, according to one government minister. Another angle showing Cristina Fernandez de Kirchner greeting the crowd. When in seconds, the man pushes forward and holds the gun inches from her face. Argentina's president addressing the nation. Cristina remains alive because for some reason, not yet technically confirmed, the gun which contained five bullets did not fire. Within minutes, a suspect was detained, dragged down by a crowd, taken away with a coat over his head and later in custody, covering his face. His motive unclear. Forensic police out in force. Overnight, supporters rallied outside the vice president's home, a towering figure but controversial. Argentina's politics increasingly bitter. She has faced protests and corruption allegations that she has denied and branded a media judicial firing squad. Now these images, the most serious challenge to democracy for decades, the president said, warning that hate leads to violence. But as Argentinian television replays these seconds again and again, the danger this morning may be deeper political divisions. And this morning, Chanel, many in Argentina are united in condemning what happened, and world leaders are speaking out, one saying hatred and violence will never triumph over democracy. Hey, thanks for watching our YouTube channel. Find your favorite recipes, celebrity interviews. Yeah, I agree. <clears throat> Hate and violence will never have a place all that it will lead is into is just more hate and violence but man uh, that wasn't nobody but god you could actually heard the trigger when this gentleman put that gun in her face he actually pulled that trigger there were five bullets in the gun and for some reason It did not fire. And she is alive to live to, to tell another day, right? It's like it's been open season on, on leaders um, in all over the world. In just the last few years, we have seen the president of Haiti murdered in his own home. 
we watched the former prime minister of Japan, Shinzo Abe, assassinated while giving a speech. This woman has been embroiled in a lot of controversy, though. She has. Um, the This vice president... It has there's a lot of people that really dislike her. They say that she's very corrupt. Um, you know, I obviously I don't know all the politics of Argentina without having to, you know, I, I don't live there, so it's it's uh, different, obviously, right? But the um, the attempted assassin has been identified as Fernando Montiel. He's the one who approached Fernandez de Kirchner with a loaded gun outside her home. Apparently, it had a weapons permit and was arrested in 2021 for carrying a large knife in public, adding that he has at least one tattoo with Nazi symbols. Isn't that interesting? I wonder what a Argentinian would be doing with a tattoo of the swastika on on them. See, there's a little bit of a mystery that kind of goes with Argentina in the whole Nazi movement. Um, matter of fact, after World War II, several, several former SS officers and some very large fish that Simon Wiesenthal and other uh, Jewish Jewish victims of the Holocaust literally teamed up and went on missions around the world to find everybody down from the, the top to the bottom, all the way down to the SS officers that were operating those horrible gas stations and cremating, you know, cremating the bodies and pull, literally pulling out the gold teeth out of the dead bodies. Um, just disgusting, right? But it is inter- it's interesting that this Argentinian appears to be a, a white supremacist. And so also there's a rumor that has been longstanding um, that Adolf Hitler, and as you know, Adolf Hitler's body was never actually seen. Nobody has a photo of Adolf Hitler's dead body. They give us a story that he was killed, you know, in an office of his, et cetera, et cetera. And then immediately, uh, immediately burned. But many like myself do not believe that. Matter of fact, there is a photo floating around and the man is a lot older He had his arm around an Argentinian woman. He looked just like Adolf Hitler, an older version. This man, he's dead now. He was actually a mystery for many years in Argentina. But the legend goes that once Adolf Hitler realized that it was over, and that the Allies were were coming in. I mean, they they were 
it was over for Adolf Hitler, right? It is said that Adolf Hitler got in a U-boat, a submarine. Hey, Gloria. Said that he got into a U-boat, a submarine, and went to Argentina. And that that submarine actually pulled up on the coast of Argentina just a, a few weeks after World War II. There is an embedded population, a German population, embedded in Argentina, former Nazi fascists. Um, and I mean, that Berlin is where all of this supposedly went down, right? Where Hitler supposedly was killed or he supposedly shot himself, right? And his, his body burned or, or whatever. Um, but nobody ever provided any evidence. You know what I mean? And so that's that question came up mostly after several Nazi officers were being located in Argentina. And also it became very obvious that there was a community of former uh, Germans that had fled Germany and the United Kingdom had fled that, you know, had fled that area after World War II to avoid prosecution. Because again, you had Simon Wiesenthal teaming up with people all over the world. I mean, they literally, they were going in when they went into Argentina and um, and they did actually a couple of kidnappings. Got some of the most uh, famous top officials of the Nazi party. And just straight up kidnapped them right out of Argentina. Put them on a flight. Took them to Israel. And tried them for their crimes against the Jewish people during the Holocaust. So it's very interesting that the attempted killer appears to have some fascist ideals with these Nazi tattoos, swastikas. But the FBI had evidence that Hitler might have escaped to Argentina. Now, there was a report that was declassified that actually contained information about Adolf Hitler's alleged escape to Argentina via a submarine. And it's noteworthy, again, because it's reported that he committed suicide in 1945 before the Red Army actually captured Berlin. But many do not believe that. The FBI report was dated September 21st of 1945. And it tells the story of a man who aided six top Argentinian officials in landing Hitler onto Argentine soil via submarine and hid him in the foothills of the Andes Mountains. And this is no joke. This is really in the FBI documents. It relates the story told to the FBI by a reporter of the Los Angeles Examiner in July 1945. The reporter's friend, Jack, met with an individual from the Argentine government who wanted to relay a story, but only if he could be guaranteed he wouldn't be sent back to Argentina, which had just experienced a military coup. 
This informant claimed to be one of four men who met Hitler on an Argentine shore about two weeks after the fall of Berlin in 1945, where Hitler and his new wife, Eva Braun, ostensibly committed suicide, supposedly. Soviet records claim the bodies of Hitler and Braun were burned and the remains buried and exhumed, repeatedly making verification impossible. Now, Hitler supposedly came ashore with 50 or so others and went into hiding in the towns of San Antonio, Videma, Nyquen, Muster, Carmena, and Rayson, staying with German families. The informant even claimed that he remembered all six officials and the three other men with him on the shore the night that the German fugitive, former president of Germany, prime minister, arrived, suffering from asthma and ulcers. Hitler also had shaved his signature mustache, revealing a distinct butt on his upper lip. Now, a personal letter was written to J. Edgar Hoover, the FBI director, that was written by this informant, and it said specifically that Adolf Hitler not only escaped Berlin and made it to the Argentine shore two weeks after the fall of Berlin in that U-boat, lived in an underground residence in Argentina, 675 miles west of Florianopolis, 430 miles northwest of Buenos Aires. The former dictator lived with two body doubles in a secret area behind a photosensitive wall that slid back to reveal an entrance to a bunker. They made use of a bank account provided by someone named Mrs. Icorn, who ran a spa hotel in La Falda, Argentina, to the tune of 30,000 Reichsmarks, just over $2 million in today's money. This lady and her family made repeated visits to Nazi Germany where they would stay with Hitler during their visits. The FBI even looked to world news publications finding photos with famous Argentines, which lends credibility to the idea that high-placed Argentinian officials might have helped Hitler enter Argentina. Again, Joseph Mengali was captured also in Argentina. Now, this informant was paid $15,000, which was almost $200,000 in today's times, for his help. But he said the matter weighed on his mind too much just to let it go, so he approached the Americans. He told the reporter's friend to go to a hotel in San Antonio, Argentina, and meet up with a man who would help locate the location of Hitler's ranch, which was heavily guarded. The reporter was to put an ad in the local paper and then call Hempstead 8458. These were the days before the all-number dialing, right? Um, you know, if you're over 40 years old, you remember back in the day, you could dial four numbers to call someone's home, right? Okay. The informant was unable to even provide any more light on the story uh, for the reporter 
and despite attempts to set up a further meeting, the reporter was unable to contact the informant directly. So the FBI watched the diner where the reporter ate his meals to see if Jack or the informant ever appeared to no avail. Though the informant also alleged that Hitler may have entered the United States, no records were found with the Immigration and Naturalization Service for the names of known aliases for Hitler, Jack, or the informant. The FBI, however, deemed the story credible, but didn't have enough information to fully investigate. Plus, they're based here in the United States and have no say-so in Argentine matters. Now, an FBI memo to J. Edgar Hoover remarked that the agent in charge of the investigation believed that both Adolf Hitler and Eva Braun survived the fall of of Berlin. Again, both their bodies have never been found. They have never been identified. And it is believed that they both disappeared the day before the Russians entered Berlin. He believed that Hitler's normal relationship with Switzerland, along with Hitler's lack of any other language, would make, um, you know, most likely Switzerland was uh, a path out, basically, to get to Argentina. Literally abandoned his so-called troops. But again, the allies were were coming in. And so when I see that this uh, attempted assassin Again, it has, you know, swastika tattoos and all this stuff. It seems so weird that there would be um, that Aryan nation, white supremacy mindset coming out of Argentina where the skin is brown as hell, right? But again, just know there is an embedded German population. It's fairly large within Argentina that just blew up after World War II and basically all of them were running um, running from Germany, period, to avoid being prosecuted for their crimes during the war. So, you know, hate as it spreads around, you, you know, bring that into Argentina. There, they again, there was relationships with very high-ranking Argentinians before Hitler, before the fall of Berlin, before Hitler supposedly, you know, died visits, all this type of stuff. It's like you're going to escape to a brown country of of brown people, but you feel like every human being should have blonde hair and and fair skin. (laughs) What a joke. What a joke. It's kind of scary. It's so scary, the level of power that uh, Hitler managed to amass in just a few years to the point where he said, I'm going to take all this land for myself. I want all of it. I want Poland. I want the UK. I want, you know, um, I want it all. I want Italy. You know, they had a, a dictator, Mussolini, who was hung. That was some, those were some crazy times. And, and it wasn't just, you know, the United States and the allies, you know, the British and all of that, that were swooping in trying to get rid of Hitler. Again, you had the red army, Russia was involved in that war as well. And they were trying to kill Germany from a whole nother side because Germany was trying to invade 
Russia. And today, from my understanding, um, I believe it's a crime to wear an SS officer uniform in the country of Germany. I know there's like some specific rules or whatever after the war. But man, listen, it, it wasn't just about the fact of how they did Jewish people in Germany. They moved out into other countries and in like a machine, a killing machine, murdered over 6.5 million Jewish people. Like a, a killing machine, dedicated kill spots. Dedicated places, dedicated crematoriums, dedicated gas, gas rooms. And, you know, the children get in there on the train with their mothers and their fathers and they all get separated immediately, you know, get stripped down. They're taking the golds out of the fillings, out of their teeth. It's, um, there was one guard called Ivan the Terrible who worked in one of the, the gas tanks. And they said he was so brutal and that he would even, um, that he had a bayonet strapped on the end of the, of his firearm. And it was very common for him to torture those Jewish prisoners who were walking into the gas chamber to be gassed to death. He would literally stab him with his, the bayonet on the end of his gun. Do you know that he came to America and lived up north for like over 20 years before they finally realized who he really was? A former SS officer who had committed thousands of murders. But him particularly, again, they, named, they had nicknamed him Ivan the Terrible because of how brutal he was towards those Jewish prisoners. So... Nobody, not even for Ava Braun, never found. I absolutely believe that Adolf Hitler made it to Argentina and lived out the rest of his days in Argentina. Took the, the you know. It's just, yeah. I guess the point I'm making is just kind of crazy how hate can spread so easily like that. You can take those types of ideals and ideas and stuff, right? And, and take that stuff to Argentina where the majority of the country is brown people is closer to the equator. That's the only thing that's controlling skin color is the sun. Guarantee you. You know, the, the further out from the equator, the lighter people are, the further closer to the equator, the darker people are, right? But to think that you could, you know, these German Nazis can go to a country of brown-skinned people and push their ideals onto these people. but Because the truth of the matter is that they feel like those brown-skinned people are inferior to them. Remember, Oh, Hitler wanted an Aryan race. Man, there is so much talk about, even in the community of UFOs and aliens, there's talk about shit that Hitler was involved in all the way even down in Antarctica. Red Mercury. 
just do just do some research on red mercury and how it can actually create a gravitational bubble literally and you can control gravity within that bubble like they did a lot of scientific experiments they also did a lot of experiments on human beings and it even took their sick sick experiments twisted experiments into isolating when when um, uh, children, mothers and fathers were coming down those trains to those death camps. A special order had been sent out by uh, that horrible doctor, Mengele, I believe his name was. I may, I may be wrong, but I can pull it up. But needless to say, he tested on twins. So when these trains would come in, there was an order to look for any twins, boys and girls. And those twins were taken um, into another part of the death camp where human experiments were performed on them. They were injected with all sorts of substances. Some of them died. We're talking about some pretty brutal experiments. I've, I've done a lot of research into some of these medical experiments that were being done. They were even trying to do things like connecting a head to another body type stuff. Yeah. Connect a, a head from one body to another. Let's see if you can you know, save a life. I guess it was the end result. Like, God forbid if the head got chopped off of a German or whatever, you know, what could we do? But they tested like that. And then the, with the twins, you know, they would test different things on these twins. It's, it was just horrible. And man... feels like it's open season on leaders again you know this the Shinzo Abe assassination the president of Haiti assassinated and it's so obvious after stuff like that happens there's no you may be remembered in a few blog articles man But it just, you know, the pe people are angry, man. People are angry. It's a struggle out here to survive. It's a lot of poor people in Argentina also. And there's a lot of people pissed off at this lady because they feel like she's corrupt as hell. They say she's got a lot of really strange dealings. Who knows? But I know one thing, when that gun popped her, popped up in her face, and you heard that trigger go off, and the fact that it did not fire, wow. And I'm not even going to show the video, um, you know, I don't need those type of problems, honestly. It wouldn't be considered any like 
uh, point of time death footage or anything like that. But still, you know, YouTube's been on a tear uh, lately targeting King Vaughn content. So if you have any content that actually shows what happened outside the hookah lounge that night when King Vaughn was murdered, YouTube is literally going in and wiping that shit away and striking people's channels. I, I know for a fact. It's like, what's really going on there? I still kind of want to know why it's not, it's not a gory. That's not even showing his time of death. He didn't die uh, on that street. Um, you know, to me, I look at it like the other way. It's it, when it's a celebrity, those sorts of things, man, there is a macabre curiosity about that sort of thing. It just, you just want to be mindful of not posting the shit where kids can easily run into it. They got enough years to, to look at shit like that. Don't poison their minds now. They got plenty of time for that, you know? That's where I, you know, there's proper methods to distribute gore content. But I didn't, um, that content, that King Von video had been up for several years. Or it's been, what, two years, right, since King Von died? Uh, they didn't take the video down of King Von's uh, uh, associates robbing him after his death. Yeah. His so-called friends stealing from him. But I went ahead and removed it anyway because I don't, you know, I've got it copied off and saved somewhere else. But just, you know, so, yeah, I don't want to play the footage because YouTube just, you never know, right? But uh, that lady, I wonder if she believes in God this morning. I'm out of here, y'all. Until next time. <laughs>